Have you ever heard of algorithmic finance? Until recently, we hadn't either. But this new transparent way of managing money apart from the traditional financial markets has our attention. Today, we welcome pioneers of this sector to the show to discuss how this revolutionary earnings system embedded into a smart contract can change how we invest. Jean-Philippe Baudet and Patricia Poppert from the HODL community are going to make it easy to understand. That guy over there with the big grin, that's not the Cheshire cat. It's just Travis. As for me, consider me the Mad Hatter as we take a journey down the rabbit hole of algorithmic finance on episode number 483 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three. Welcome to the show. Are you ready to go? Oh, yeah, you know we are. It's about how we roll. Because when I say fine, you say ants. Fine. Ants. Those ants are ants. Fine. Ants in my pants and they're fine. Hmm. Algorithmic finance. When when they first introduced us to this concept, I was like, "What? Huh? What? What you talking about, Willis? What you mean?" And now I get it, and it's cool. Predictive finance. So imagine a stable coin that increases in value over time algorithmically. That's what it means. That's what it means. And more about that in an interview today. First of all, want to make sure you are checking out our friends at AnyTask, AnyTask.com, built on the Electronium blockchain. Uh, you can hire somebody on their freelance marketplace to do all kinds of different tasks, digital tasks, right? You need somebody to do some artwork for you. You need somebody to do some writing for you. You need somebody to do some editing for you, stuff that you might have gone to Fiverr or Upwork for, but without paying the commission fees to these platforms, it goes to the taskers on any task. And let me tell you, you can get thousands of high quality tasks starting at $1, not Fiverr, it's oneer. It's a oneer. And go check them out, anytask.com. It empowers talented specialists from every corner of the world, giving you the solutions you need for much less, anytask.com. I say hodl, you say community. Hodl. Community. Hodl. Community. You say dance, I say finance. Finance? Dance. Finance. We're not very good at this, we're very white. We're, we're not very hype. <laughs> But this interview is <laughs> algorithmic finance. I've already said it several times in the introduction for the show, and it's just kind of fun to say it's got this rhythm to it. It's in fact, it's algorithmic and you could dance mm. to it, Travis. Yeah, it's even a bit. I, I like the term predictive uh, stable coins as well or something along those lines. It's a this is an interesting concept and some great technology that we're going to be talking about right here on now. It's a new way of doing things. And with us representing the HODL community, sure, uh, it's long for HODL C. It's kind of fun to say that too. HODL C, HODL C, HODL C, algorithmic. I'm just, my mouth is full of fun words and syllables today. Uh, we've got two folks with us, Jean-Philippe Baudet, who has been a game developer much of his life. He started his career at Ubisoft 
and he is truly a real Frenchman. He is here to join us along with Patricia Popert, both from the Hoddle Sea, Hoddle community. Lady and gentlemen, welcome to Bad Crypto. Hello, thank you for having us. All right, so this term, as fun as it is to say, it's even more fun to understand what the heck algorithmic finance is. So let's just jump right in, make it as simple as possible for us to understand why we need this and how it solves a problem. If there was one reason, it would be to remove the guess work of the equation, remove manipulation from the equation. Uh, the, the, there's a nice sound to algorithmic finance, but as Travis said, I'd like to call it predictive finance. In, in some ways that once you make a, a network like we did, you just removed volatility. You just remove manipulation. You just remove the need to know or to see signals. You just made it easy to preserve wealth into uh, into a network of people that wants to preserve wealth. This is how you get to the people. Uh, we are in this time. Everyone wants to have the retail. Everyone wants to be adopted. So I think that if there was one big innovation we did is we removed the guesswork from the table. That is, that is interesting. And we are right now, as of recording this, in the middle of one of the craziest things ever in the stock market, right? Like this whole GameStop manipulation, short squeeze that's going on right now. So how does predictive finance and the way that you've built the stablecoin, maybe how does that avoid manipulation as you were talking about? Totally. Uh, GameStop and what just happened is a proof that the market is rigged. Uh, you see, just the fact of being able to do shorts with leverage is, in my humble opinion, should not be legal because this is how you destroy companies. This is how you destroy the livelihood of hundreds of people in order to pack up a few millions more in your dragon's den. Uh, in Adult C, there is no short. There is no long there is no uh, curve, there is no up, there is no down. There is only a protocol that is enforced through a smart contract in which you can predict exactly where the curve will go because it is directly linked to the community as well as the time. And these two rules are super easy to understand. Anyone can understand it. Every time members of the community interact with the network, the, mo the, the movement of the price will go. Every day, every 24 hours, the movement of the price will go. This removes completely the equation, the fact of, oh, uh, will it go down? Will it go up? Should I sell now? Can, can I take some leverage just to short them because I know that they're going to go down? Any amount of news or Reddit user that speak about us will only boost the community. They cannot destroy the community. There is no way to dump the stock to make the price goes down. In that case, nobody loses value. People can lose time, but they cannot lose value. So uh, it, it's completely game changer. Nothing like what happened could ever happen with Adolce. And this is one of the main reasons we did this. Uh, when, when, I, when I started in crypto, I was super disappointed about how we were speaking about financial freedom. We were speaking about liberty from the banks, uh, liberty from the financial market. And the first thing that happened in the crypto is we copied the worst place, the worst uh, patterns of the financial market mm. with the exchange, the worst part of the manipulation and fuzz, the worst part of the pump and dump and, and collusion. Basically, it all happened to crypto. Why? Because we didn't change the game. 
the game is about what is the incentive for someone to do X or Z. What, what is the incentive for you to short or too long? What is the incentive for you to get with your friends and pop a stock? This is all about the incentive to the market. And this has not been changed until now. Although C happens to be the innovation in that sense. So, Patricia, what kind of tools are going to be in this suite then that are going to help people accomplish this? Okay, so we don't really talk of it like a suite. I mean, obviously, we're going to have an ecosystem that's built around the token. Um, but at the moment, we're talking about how the token can revolutionize how we look at finance. So instead of saying, all right, we have to spend all of our time checking what our investments are doing. This kind of does it programmatically. Go ahead and elaborate on that a little bit. When you say it does it programmatically, it's just, it's all hard coded into the system. Um, yes, it's in the smart contract. So in the smart contract, there are two increases in value is an automatic or a temporal value. increase. What happens is that every 24 hour cycle, there's a minute increase in the value of the token. The other one is a dynamic value increase. And what happens is that as people interact with the token, as there is more buying and selling, each transaction increases the value of the token. Mm. So each transaction increases the value and over time increases the value through a slow increment. Like what kind what kind of uh, gains are you talking about? Like, so, so maybe JP, like over the course of a year, say the token starts at one cent or less than one cent, or I don't even know where, where it's going to start. Like, where do you predict that it maybe will go? And so is and how are investors to look at that and say, okay, I'm going to put my money in here. And over the, over the course of this year, it's expected to grow 10% or 8% or 15% or even less. What are, what are some of the expected sort of uh, when you're predicting finance, what is the predictable result? Well, the predictable result is completely hard-coded. As, you, as uh, Patricia said, it's a protocol, and the protocol is directly in the smart contract. So the numbers are very, uh, very interesting because they start uh, higher and go lower with time. So to get very precise, it's, it's 0.29% per day, and this will accrue to uh, the equivalent of a 100% compounded APR, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this will go down over a period of 30 years. This is not 100% forever, okay? okay? This is starting the first year. And then over a period of 30 years, it will slow down up to 5% in the in the bottom line. It will never go down from this. And this has been predicted in some way to be able to reward the early investor as well as ensure that the dynamic price increase over time will go down. Because the, the, this... It is important to understand that this asset is not a Lamborghini bringer. It is a wealth preservation mechanic, and it is meant to be always up of the inflation, not to big, big bounce. So this is not the place where you do millions in one week. This is the place where you preserve your wealth forever. This is made for the grandmas, the aunts, the, 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 everyone, that every retail market people that were too afraid to get into there because the crypto experience is divisive, but mostly because they are getting wrecked. And I think that the market has not been very fair to the small retail investors. So this is why this protocol is totally enforced and cannot be changed in the beginning of the smart contract and will just go up this way. So now... The dynamic price increase is the biggest driver of value. 
in, in five to 10 years, the APR will be the biggest driver of value, making it completely or almost, I would say reasonably predictable. I love the term reasonably because you can never exactly know. There could be a surge for a few weeks. Uh, we could have expansion, stuff like that. But the, the predicted curve is supposed to be very calm. And this is exactly what is intended in the project. So Travis, to come we're back gonna, to We're going to have to become grandmas, Travis, because this is for us. Oh wow! <laughs> I, it, you, maybe we can start predictive podcasts because right now people never know what we're going to say. But if they yeah. knew what we were going to say, well, then they wouldn't have to listen. I I, I identify as you, Juvenile Travis, right now, Travisima. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's bring it home because we keep talking about who it's for. Perhaps some use cases would be uh, helpful for, you know, for the regular retail investor, uh, for the commercial sector, for the financial sector. Go ahead and maybe pick one from each that show us how this would work. Oh. Well, there, there's a lot of use case. Uh, it really depends on how you want to use it. So I'll get to the very basics of it. Uh, one of the great use cases of C in the world preservation type of deal is that you can have a capital and use only the yield over your capital to be able to live upon without never losing your capital. So there's a straight example. Let's say that you have $10,000 worth of all those C today, and that within a year, you can reasonably expect that it will double. And so then you can cash out 10,000 this year without losing your capital. And we have a calculator in our website that enables any person people to know how much they can retract with the expected reasonably predictable value over a period of a year, two years, 10 years. They can already expect exactly how much they can gain out every month and having some liquidity cash coming to them, much like a passive investment type of deal. Uh, so it, it literally replaced the concept of yield farming because you don't need to loan money to get yield. You just need to huddle to gain yield, basically. So the idea there is that let's say I have ten thousand and it's doubling. I have made ten thousand this year. Maybe I just spend it five thousand and then I continue over and I can continue to cash in out. This is how a lot of our users are taking it, uh, because most of these users are retail people. They're not necessarily rich or have that much economy. This passive income is changing lives. And the idea is how can we create this passive income type of use case around the world? Because people that have a million dollars in their account will huddle more money. People that have just a few thousand dollars will actually spend this money in the actual economy. And this will drive well toward the, the real people. This is so the stated aim of this project. So this seems to me, based on what you're saying, uh, JP and Patricia, is that this is maybe a much better stable coin than what is currently in existence. Patricia? <laughs> Um, yes, that, that pretty much is what we're trying to say here. So what we're saying when we talk about like use cases, so imagine that there's somebody who wants to retire, you know, and you want to retire early, you don't want to, you don't want to have to wait until you're like 65, 70 years old. Say you want to travel the world, you want to be a digital nomad, uh, but you still want to have like a, um, a strong income coming in. What you can do is you can put your $10,000 into HODL. And then you know, maybe you, you, you might need to do a little bit of planning, but then you can sell off strictly the yield, strictly the, the increase that you have seen. And you can live off of that. And you can do that not only to become a digital nomad, but say you want to save for a car, you know, so you can actually save your money, sell off the increase in your hodl and be able to afford to make those payments while maintaining your nest egg. 
And we think that that's very important in order to build wealth. I think that is too. Uh, I think there might be a little confusion right now because I'm looking at CoinGecko and I see there's a HODL coin on HODLcoin.com. What is the name of this coin and in, has it already launched or when is it launching? Because I, I'm not finding information on, on, the, on those exchanges right now. Uh, Adult C or Adult community is very different from the Adult coin, which is a many years old project that mm-hmm. would be considered mostly dead for now. Yeah. Uh, so well, the, I don't know about is, I don't know about that. I mean, it is point oh 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 one cents. So you know, with with a market dead. cap of six thousand dollars. All right, you're right. It's mostly dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we're we not exactly in the same thing. The, the token has been launched for the last eight months. And I will tell you why you don't find that much information on CoinGecko and CoinMarketCap is because ADOC is not a usual token. It's not exactly even a token in the right technological sense of it. And why? Because it is untransferable. It is not an ERC-20 token. It cannot be just traded like any Uniswap token. It is a store of value that is non-transferable and that can only be bought and sold within the decentralized market. So this is why uh, exchange don't know exactly what to do with us yet. Uh, we, this is also why we are launching our own exchange that will be able to buy and sell ADOC freely and offer multiple other services that we will talk eventually. So I'm actually looking at the HODL decks right now. And I can see there's a market cap of uh, over 49 million. So the price is absolute. Is that what you're saying here? Because I see it says 2.453. And that's the only way to buy it is at the current price. It doesn't, it won't go down and it won't spike up. There's a subtleties to that. Uh, What you said is right, apart from one little thing. Uh, when you are buying C, as the uh, order book is decentralized, there is an order to this. And the order is first in, first out. And the way this order I- is made is that when you decide to liquidate your position, okay, because it happens, uh, you decide to, to sell some or liquidate your entire position, you are fixing the price at this very moment in time. So as you will see in the trade view, you will see that the first trade on the top it has a price that is listed lower than the absolute price. And this is the price that you will pay next. And everyone is always paying the lowest price. There is no way for you to pay higher price than the lowest price that is there. And this is an important mechanics because there will always be phase with more sellers or more buyers. So the more there is sellers, there is a discount that creates itself. But the, the cool thing about this discount is that nobody's losing anything. When you are the seller, you know exactly the price you will sell at the moment you put this liquidation sell. So you're not losing value. You're just choosing at what price you exist. And when you're a buyer, you're always buying the lowest price. So everyone is a winner and nobody loses value. This is mm. an important feature of the of the DEX. That's interesting to me because I noticed that there's 21 pages of of, uh, of buy orders right now or there's or people that are selling. Well, actually, another one just popped in. Number number two oh five has just popped in, and that price right there is two dollars and forty four 
cents plus two two forty four eight two four four seven. Da, 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 da. It's like a, a longer number here, and it is interesting to see how it is. And then, but the bottom one, the one at the very first, those that's like two fifteen right now. I think like the two I saw just a second ago, there was one that was two dollars and fourteen cents, and that one just must have just sold, or some people came in and bought some, and some of the sales just uh, disappeared off the thing. So that's fascinating to me. And and so it looks like if you go in, you can buy it right now at 215. And then if you go in and sell it, you're going to be selling it at 245 because that's the last, that's the price of it at the very bottom of it. Exactly. You're sacrificing time. So uh, for now, it takes between 30 and 35 days to get your liquidation, uh, liquidation out of it because we're a very young network yet. It might, it might lower up to a few days, even hours in time. This is our stated aim. Uh, the idea is you will always see a long book or of order. This is normal and natural. It means that there is enough token on the liquidity for now. As you can see, there is a reserve in the DEX. And the reserve, are, they are unsold token and they are not in the, in the market, basically, until they are sold. And they cannot be bought. Uh, as long as there is sell in the sell order. So the, the, the system is regulating its own self by only having the number of tokens that is necessary at the time. So what our expectation is there will always be a little roll there. Once in a while, we come back to the reserve when there's spike of sales, then people gain no discount. But today, as of today, if you buy and you put the sell right away, you will work 35 days and you will make 30 cents on each token so technically it's already an arbitrage opportunity every day this is uh this is how the system is we expect eventually that there will be arbitrager there that will complete continuously benefit from this uh this uh book of order basically because every time you can make this 30 cent and you have 30 days to wait you're just making free money so the people will will roll on that and eventually the system will just roll at a very high speed this is a new type of economics here. We are not like in the, uh, we are not in Uniswap. This is not based on liquidity pool. This is based on wealth preservation and should be compared more to uh, art assets such as a house or a boat in which when you try to liquidate your position, it might take a few days, but then you gain most of your value. In that sense, we are very similar. The only difference is you cannot get shorter. You can so lose time. Uh, what I'm looking for here is the fail point. Is the is the fail point then uh, people just not using it, not transacting because it's written in it's a decentralized smart contract, right? So the the contract can't end unless you pull the plug on the internet. Um, so what is the potential fail point? Oh, smart contract is a is is a new technology. So I will start by saying that we have uh, audited our smart contract thoroughly, and uh, we have a, a bug bounty program that we are starting. And we take all the measures, but I will be a very honest and transparent as I am always. There is no smart contract in the world that is one hundred percent secure. That's for me. That's an impossible goal. So there's always this point of failure that we are looking at every day. But we have mechanics in which enables us to fix any incoming problem within days. So this is a very, very interesting protection for a user. And this is managed by our adult community foundation that was created with the stated purpose of ensuring continuity and transparency for the community over this network. But I'd say that the real question I think you're asking there is about the, the critical point of failure for the whole of the project. And I would say it very, very candidly. It's that the, it, it is a 
much like any other stock or asset in life is there is no appetite for wealth preservation and buying into the network, the network could die because the asset will become unliquid. So this is as simple as that. And the, the interesting thing is that our danger is very similar to normal stock market, but has a big difference also. And I will say it, in the normal stock market, your risk is your stock or your asset could go to zero. This is your risk. If it goes to zero, you have uh, that much asset or that much token that actually worth nothing. Then in, in our system, the risk is that if there will be no more uh, well preservation participants, then your, your asset will become not to zero. They will keep the same value, but there will be no more buyer. The big difference there is that in a system where the value is not lost and the only thing is needing to to re-kick the system, there is always a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth chance. Whereas in the zero-sum game of a stock market, once you come to zero, you're just dead. So I guess that they are just different risks. Okay, and that's a good point, JP. But we also need to talk about how we're expanding the ecosystem. And maybe we don't have enough time for that this time. Maybe we can come on again and talk about that. But we do have plans in order to expand the ecosystem in order to ensure that there is continuity of this token in use. Hmm, very nice. So I, I guess I want to know who's on the team. Like, who's the algorithmic badassery folks over there that said, all right, here is the here's how we're going to do this. Like, is, is there some notables on the team who've come up with this? Cause you guys have basically reconstructed and recreated a brand new type of economic model here. Definitely. Uh, we, we are coming to be a larger team every day. Uh, if, as of now, I, I believe that we are 15 people. Uh, as you, and do we have notables? Uh, well, I guess that Vitalik Vitrin was with really notable before Ethereum was it. So I guess that sometime innovation just comes from the crypto industry. Uh, we came up with this. We have a, we have a strong team. Uh, our CTO is a security expert. We are very, very oriented to security. We have a blockchain engineer, one that worked for us that was literally writing the solidity course in the beginning, uh, world-class engineer. We have companies in Montreal that, uh, the, the world-class engineer, again, uh, Mantle Blockchain, they are like the most brilliant innovators I know in Canada. Uh, we, we have taken all these people together to, to put this new model, but not just that. We, we are thinking always three steps in advance. And as Patricia hinted a bit, uh, this network cannot just be adopted. Okay, So uh, it's not like Bitcoin that needs always more user and more user. This system will come from its recurring usage and the way this, this is done through business. And uh, soon we will talk to you about everything that we are doing, but this asset is not made just to be speculated on the market. This is my point. This asset is not the project. This asset is what will power the projects. And the projects are everyday things of life. Payment system, loans, insurance, uh, funds, uh, and, and all those services that actually address problems in the life of everyone without crypto or with crypto. So the very power or the superpower of ODOC is predictability. With predictability, business can now offer services that will not suffer from volatility or for civil pitch. So now they can invest into a reasonably predictable underlying asset and offer all these crazy services such as low or zero interest loan such as payment system that are not only free, but that directly benefit the merchant when they're paid with, and so on. 
we okay. will expand theater. So the premium or the liquidity of the system is powered by these things. And the underlying asset becomes this curve that is very, very similar from sovereign bonds that supports the fiat economy. Okay, JP, but I think it's important that we get back to the question, which was, do we have notables on the team? And for that, I think we need to talk about the original white paper, because we were very specific in saying we didn't want to have people that could be lionized. And for a very long time, we actually maintained ourselves behind a, a curtain of, of anonymity to make sure that there was no... Uh, cult of personality that, that could develop. So we have some very strong members of the team, but you're always going to hear of us talking about us being a team rather than us being individuals. But if you want to talk about who um, whose brainchild this was, it was JP's. I, I find this fascinating. So tell us, like, how many of these HODL C tokens are in existence? And based on the name, HODL, you're telling people to hold it. And so if people hold it, then will the price action still move forward if everybody's holding it? Then, 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 because then there's no transaction movement. And so, you know, it's built into the name, hold it, hold this coin. It's the HODL coin, it, you know, it's the HODL community token. How, so, but then you want people to keep using it within the ecosystem. And so how, how does, how's the thoughts on that? Well, this is a very good question. Uh, as a matter of fact, the name Adol reflects the way you are actually benefiting from the system. So if you're Adoling forever, you will never benefit. You're just hoarding. Uh, so the idea is that there is a balance. When you're Adoling, you're actually gaining value. The day that you liquidate, you're not get, you're not, you're basically taking out your profit. So if there will be no sellers, there's still the reserve. So mm -hmm. I think that it's important to explain the reserve. So the, the way it works is there are 9 million tokens in circulation approximately right now, okay? On the total possible of 20 million, actually. Ever? So, is only ever going to be 20 million? Uh, no, uh, there is, there's going to be 40 million in top because there is- 40 million or 40 billion? 40 million, million. never more than 40 million. And uh, this, is, uh, this is guaranteed by the foundation. The foundation is uh, open in Gibraltar. They have very, very strict laws on decentralization there. So uh, you have to commit to a maximum supply when you're doing that. Uh, the, the new supply will come from what we call the EOS Adolsi. And uh, I, I invite people to read our white paper because I won't break your head today, but we have not only created a new economic model, we also created a new class of assets, which we call the meta assets. Or if you prefer assets that exist on multiple ledger at the same time, sharing the same price and the same maximum supply at every given second. So this has never been done yet, and uh, this, this is currently being done. Our EOS token will be released any weeks now, and then furthermore, we will enable the complete interoperability of them. So there will be 40 million tokens ever. We don't want any more. Digital scarcity has a, has a great value. Everyone knows about that. And there will only be on the market enough token so the people buy it. If the reserve is never sold, so on. They are there just to be there. Uh, the idea is this system will regulate itself. The more people... So to come back to your initial question, if there is no sellers, people are buying from the reserve. If there is no more reserve, people are creating buy orders. These buy orders can pile up. You could have 200 of these buy orders. What will happen is when you sell, it's going to be liquidated instantly. Mm. So my next question would be this. So I'm looking at this and I see the, the number one order number... There's 4,950 4, HODL Cs there. 
The price is two hundred and two dollars and fifteen cents and some and some uh, decimals. So let's say uh, you said every transaction the price increases a little bit. So what if somebody goes in and only wants to buy a thousand of those HODL C tokens? That's technically a transaction, but it didn't buy all of that order. What happens then? Exactly. Well, this is exactly a good question. I love your question. So uh, every time there is a transaction between Alice and Bob, there is an increase. The minimum that you can do is $50. The maximum that you can do is 5,000 times the price. Okay, this is why you see these uh, 4,900 is because some people decide to sell the maximum at out value. Okay, it okay. is the same thing for buying. But if I buy $50 out of it, the price will increase. If I buy 10,000 out of it, the price will increase again one time. But the exception here is, and this is subtle, this is why I'm trying to explain it well, is that if I buy $10,000, but I have to collapse five trade to do so because it can happen, then I will raise the price five times. So the, 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 the convention there is that every time Alice and Bob do a transaction together, the price increase. So it can be for a fraction of the sell, or it can be for the whole sell, or it could be multiple mm -hmm. sell in a row. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense now, because now let's get rid of that 4,951, because that would equal $10,000. But let's say the next one underneath that is 577 and then there's four of them that are a thousand dollars each and so somebody wants to buy ten thousand dollars you're buying the 577 and the one two three four four one thousands and so that's technically five transactions exactly okay so th this is made because we, we cannot predict if people will sell high low amounts so it is a protocol and the protocol come back to very simple rules and we wanted to keep these rules exactly simple so the rules is if there is two individual trading, there's an increase. And if you're buying five trade, you're actually trading with five people because these five people will receive the ether. So you have done five different trades. Mm -hmm. We could portray that as you going to a rice market and wanting to buy 100 kilo of rice and looking at all the people there and you have to buy from five different people to get your, your 100 kilos. It will be the same thing. It's a lot of rice. <laughs> that's a lot of rice yeah but i like the rice thing because it makes people see that you have to go to these five dealers in a row to get your 100 kilo it's just that the book of order will do it automatically for you but the same process applies this is very innovative and we appreciate you coming on and explaining it to us you guys can go to hodlcommunity.org and check it out so i guess i just have one final question because you mentioned this and i think this is important for the listeners. So early on, you said you cannot go on like Uniswap and use Ethereum to, it's not an ERC-20 token. It's, you cannot do Ethereum in the traditional way. However, you actually buy HODLC with Ethereum. So maybe you want to explain how that mechanism works, because I think that's interesting. That's a, that is a very, very good question again. Uh, so the decentralized DEX, uh, the decentralized the, the exchange that we have can be uh, only bought with Ethereum for now. And uh, in a few weeks, you can buy from EOS too. Uh, so the way it works is there's no fiat money involved there. You have to have a, a wallet. And when you get into the DEX, you will deposit these uh, digital assets into, uh, into the smart contract. And from then, if you wish, you can trade. If you trade, you can buy or sell. If you are buying, you will gain your ODOC in the DEX. They cannot be seen as a ERC20 on your MetaMask, but they can be seen 
in the decks at any given time. Or okay, so it will show up in your MetaMask as a token, and that's where you will technically store it is on your MetaMask. It's on it's on your MetaMask, but you will not see them because they are not in ERC20. So they are, they are not importable like a custom token. This is the big difference. But then uh, there is an exception to this. We have uh, created the possibility for this token to be transferred. Uh, because it's important. Uh, let's say that someone dies and needs to inherit. Let's say that someone wants to get a gift. Let's say that someone wants to send or exchange value. We have created an ERC20 token that is based as a stable token with the continuous value of $1 USD always, worth of Adolsi, that, uh, that you can mint from your Adolsi at any given time and send to someone else. Those will appear in your MetaMask. Those could be exchanged on Uniswap or those mm, could be okay. exchanged as any other ERC-20. And in closing, what uh, what social communities would you prefer for people to engage with you on? Well, Telegram will be the best because this is where there is a, we have a small but very active community. People are ready to help. Uh, the idea is people are passionate about this because they see what it can impact in their life and the life of others. Uh, Telegram is also a good way to get help. So often we get new people to crypto. Uh, they want to get in, they understand the principle, but oh my God, it is art. There is people to help you there. Please join us on Telegram. That's great. And we will have links to the website and the social profiles in the show notes. JP, Patricia, thanks so much for coming on and explaining to us today. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, there you go. Now you know about algorithmic finance. Something new. There's always something new in this blockchain world because people keep innovating and pioneering and growing and developing. And, you know, it just amazes me. We've been at this now on this show. It'll be four years in July. Mm-hmm. And look yeah, how much change. Look how much change we've seen already. Well, I mean, just look at the top 10 from then until now. I mean, there's so many that's popped in there that we never even heard of. And that's the way it was. Look at it a couple of years before that. Same thing. There were Namecoin and some of these other ones that don't even exist anymore. Mastercoin. Like they don't, they don't, they're not around. Well, they might be around, but they're just a shell of their former selves. And uh, I expect that uh, two years from now, we'll be like, what the hell is this coin? It's true. You know, go back a year. If I would have said Chainlink or Polkadot, you would have been like, what? If I would have said Uniswap, you're like, what, what? You know, a wouldn't even said it because it wouldn't even really existed yet. Yeah, I would have made it up. It would just been random syllables that happened to pop out of my mouth that would have sounded like chain link, you know, so Mm -hmm. uh, very cool. Love bringing you guys cutting edge stuff here. Go check out hodlcommunity.org. See what you think. And Sir Lord Travis is going to tell you about an amazing exchange that we've had on this show before that are sponsors of this show. We're going to tell you about something from the future called Doozy, which doesn't exist yet, but it's going to be something, and then it'll be in the top 10 two years from now. It's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a doozy, and you're going to love it. All right, yeah, so the Lattice Exchange, you know, you really want transparency when you're dealing with your cryptos and your exchanges, and you want to know where the best deals are. Well, decentralized exchanges, they bring lots of those benefits, and transparency is one of them. And Lattice Exchange is one you need to know, Lattice.Exchange. It's built on the Constellation Hypergraph Network, and uh, it is created from the bottom up, which is better than the top down. And uh, there's low to no fees at all, lightning fast transactions, and powered by the LTX token. You can check them out at Lattice.Exchange, or you can go check out their Telegram, 
which is Lattice Exchange. We love you guys so much that I wanted to sing a song to you that says we love you so much. <laughs> we call it We Love You So Much. And the next lyric to the song goes, don't forget to review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. You know what inspired the song? It's kind of like done in the tradition of Les Mis. I don't know if you've ever seen Les Mis on stage, but, you know, everybody raved about it when it came out. And so I'm like, all right, I'll go see Les Mis. So I went with my girlfriend to go see Les Mis and we both hated it. It was, it was miserable. It was les miserable. It was. It's this rambling mess of people singing like it's an opera, but it's really not. And there's not a lot of melody to it. And they just sing all the words. And I just wanted to leave. And I kept it's hoping an it's an opera, an opera. It's an opera for me. And and no. I, you know, I get it. Some people loved it, and that's fine. You can have it. If anybody ever offers me tickets to Les Mis again, I will say le nuit. Well, what you could do is be like, oh, hell yeah, because I want to sell those on the secondary market. Right. I'm going to turn them into an NFT. Yeah. A NFT. About. Yes. Great stuff. Hey, want to give a shout out to uh, HODL community and their algorithmic finance for jumping on the show with us. And again, all of our sponsors, as we mentioned, Lattice.exchange. And I don't know if we mentioned Chain Games today or not. Animoca, Electronium, all the peoples. We love you all. I want to say that a, uh, even though we're recording this on Thursday, just after we recorded Bad News, it's Sunday right now, but this story just popped up here. Um, Coinbase is planning to go public through a direct listing, um, kind of like Spotify and Slack did. And apparently people are flocking to Coinbase now that Robinhood is becoming anathema because of the shenanigans they pulled. Mm, and and I don't know for them, huh? Right. I don't know that Coinbase is actually the best solution. They're certainly the most accessible and mm -hmm. regrettably it's where I tell newbies to go, but honestly there's better solutions. And um, also the sec is charging Robin hood with misleading customers about how they make money. I wonder if this is the end of Robin hood. Hmm. Well, you know what? I mean, if you if you look at that, what's interesting about that is we were uh, somebody that actually a friend of mine had sent me some messages about what's going on on this whole thing, and uh, just as an as an add on, so Citadel uh, reloaded their shorts and told Robinhood to stop trading the GME, and what's interesting is Citadel is a hedge fund that owns Melvin Capital Management and Melvin Capital Management is the one that's doing all that short selling that is predicted to lose billions of dollars due to uh, due to that. So Citadel owns Robinhood and they banned purchases of that and they also own Melvin Capital. So it's there's some serious collusion and that was uh, from uh, Justin Kahn on Twitter was uh, sharing about that. That is some shenaniganery. And we will bring you the latest on our next new show, which will be coming up Thursday evening. Stay tuned for that. It'll be episode number 484. And again, we do appreciate you guys, whether or not we sing it to you. We hope to tell you that often. Thanks for listening. Please share the show with somebody else. And we welcome to the many new listeners as you're going down the crypto rabbit hole for the first time, we are your guides. We hope to make it easy to understand and a little bit humorous as well. And if it is your first time, we tell everybody on every episode to do just one thing as we conclude every show. That one thing 
is to stay there. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. And people are listening and they're like, for the first time, they're like, why should I stay bad? What does that mean? I'm not bad. I'm a good person. I don't do bad things. Why would would I be bad? I'm going to try to stay good. I'm not going to listen to their advice at all. This better not be financial advice.